Dave Miley runs for ITF president. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula. Joining us today is one of the candidates for the presidency of the International Tennis Federation, Dave Miley. He has a long association with the ITF as a staff member, spending 25 years as development director running the biggest department at the Federation. He is one of four candidates seeking the presidency, a group that includes incumbent Dave Haggerty. Miley is the most vocal of the candidates regarding Haggerty's tenure. He's critical of changes to the Davis Cup and is calling for a world summit of tennis to come up with ideas on how to grow the sport. The election is September 27th in Lisbon. The other two candidates are India's ITF Vice President Anil Khanna and from the Czech Republic, Ivo Kaderka. First, Miley explains why he decided to enter the race for president. Well, I think the direction of the ITF is a bit lost at the moment. And originally, back in November last year, I was approached by seven of the ITF nations who felt that I had the profile to run for president. So it was a bit of a surprise to me because, you know, I worked for the ITF for 25 years. But, you know, what they pointed out to me was that I'm, I'm from a European country. It's a small country, but I live in a Grand Slam nation, which is Great Britain. I've lived here for 30 years. Everybody knows me. I speak English, French, Spanish, the three official languages of the ITF. I, I've traveled to 150 countries, and I ran the biggest department of the ITF for 17 years. So that and, and so I decided, look, why not? Because I, I felt that the, the new entry-level professional tour that the ITF had brought out was a bit of a disaster. Um, I think the Davis Cup changes were too far too fast. I think Davis Cup needed to change, but it didn't need to change to such an extreme format, et cetera, et cetera. And, even the changes, it divided the tennis family 70% in favor, 30% against, but the 30% against were some of the most important nations like Germany, Czech, Slovak, Australia. So, so overall, the direction wasn't very good. And, and, and so I felt, why not? I, I have a lot of experience in tennis. I, I, I know the world pretty well. People know me. And so we have a saying in Ireland, there's two sayings we use a lot is in the, is that if you think you're something, you're nothing. So I, I have a lot of humility about it, but I, the other one is, if you, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed person can be king or queen. So, so, so at the moment, I feel that the direction's not very good. I, I think Dave maybe doesn't have the right expertise around him and is making a lot of mistakes. So, um, but, you know, and so I, I think I can do something good for tennis. If you think about the bigger picture, because this is one of the things, when I resigned from the ITF in 2015, you know, I came out of te- you know the institution, and so when you're away from the institution, you start to see more of the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is that there's an industry, a tennis industry, valued at probably 22 billion by the last estimates. And within the industry is the ATP, the WTA, and a lot of other parts of the industry. But the ITF is a company within the industry. It's a hundred million dollar turnover company with shareholders, and the shareholders are the 200 member nations. So the ITF's job should be to grow the industry and develop the sport to deliver a return to the 200 member nations. But at the same time, this bigger picture, you have the customers, which are the players and the spectators. And in sport today, like all businesses, you have to adapt your product to the needs and lifestyles. You know, lifestyles have changed. People have less time. They have more choice, etc. So we need to think all the time, how can we make our, our product more attractive to the players at every level and to the spectators? And that's the simple thing. So, so I believe I can come in. I've got a bigger picture vision. I, I have a lot of experience of hands-on working in tennis. And so as a political president, I think I can, I can challenge the people below me in the ITF working. And I can also articulate 
what the ITF does, and also what's good for tennis for the future. Does there need to be a lot of repackaging about the way tennis is presented? Well, okay, it depends what level you're talking at. I mean, I think at the club level where you have recreational players, yes, we need to drive tennis with more user-friendly playing competition because people have less time. And so even tournaments where it used to be people came on a Monday and played all through the week, they don't have the time to do that. And also, so that's one area you have to change at the, at the, at the micro level to make tennis more attractive and driven more by user-friendly playing competition. But obviously at the professional level, we have to think, um, how do you attract more young people? Because um, if you look at the U.S., the situation in the U.S. at the moment is, and it's a developed market, but it's gone, participation-wise, it's gone from 24 million 10 years ago to 16.7 million two years ago. And so participation's dropped a lot. Of course, the U.S. Open's making a lot of money, but it's, it's much more of a of not just a tennis event, but it's also a social event. So it's not good when a country like U.S. is dropping and ball sales are down and racket sales are down. So we have to think, how do we get more people playing? But also, we need to get a lot of young people because a lot of people watching tennis in these developed markets are over 50, and, and sponsors aren't interested in over 50. They want young people. And so I don't have all the answers, but we need to focus a lot more on participation, especially in the developed more more developed markets, meaning the further down the life cycle of the product. And so Asia's going up very fast. China's now 20 million players, and it's the biggest market in the world. And other Asian countries are going up. Africa's going up, although it's slower. Eastern Europe is going up. It's very healthy. And so it depends on the markets. But definitely what you said there is we need to think, okay, are spectators wanting to watch five-set matches? Well, at the slams, it seems like they do in the men. Um, do we need to have something a little more excitement in the other uh, tournaments? That's something we need to work on for the future. Um, and it's a balance between the tradition and uh, innovation to make, it, make the sport not standing still. And um, so I feel we have the tools to change tennis um, and adapt the product, market it differently. Um, just to give you an example, I think that uh, the, 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 the constituents like ATB, WJ, ITF, Grand Slams, we need to find a way to work together f- to grow the sport. I know that's cliched, but you know my, my manifesto together for tennis, ITF strong is that why can't we agree some things that are good for the sport? For example, top 300 men and women making a good living instead of 150. How about we promote doubles better? How about we get the top players to promote the, the sport, not just the products they wear, et cetera, et cetera. If we do these sort of things, you know, agree 10 or 12 things, we, we, can, we can grow the sport better. And that's why one of my tangible ideas is to have a world summit on tennis in the first year of my presidency, where we bring together all the major constituents. I may have it chaired by an independent person, but the idea would be the ITF drives it and organizes it. And we, let's try to agree 10 things that are good for the future of the sport that benefit everybody. Not complicated. Uh, what would you do about the uh, Davis Cup? Any ch- any changes to the changes yeah. that are in progress it, it, there? It's a it's a good question. My my policy on this is to respect the contract. I don't agree the process. I don't agree that this is the right format. But I'm going to respect the contract. And I've had three positive meetings with Cosmos. Mm-hmm. However, what I want to do if I'm elected president is to immediately start looking with Cosmos and with the top nations to see if there's a format in the future that respects more of the traditions but generates the same or more income. If we don't find a format that generates the same or more income, we won't change. So I'm not going to take away the money from the nations, but you know, there's a lot more to, to the Davis Cup than just money. Uh, I've said it many times. There's also the history, the promotion of the sport. 
And just to give you an example, just to use a U.S. example, can you imagine if um, Cosmos went to the U.S. Open and they said, okay, how much money do you make U.S. Open? And the U.S. Open say maybe they make 200 or 300 million. And, the, and, and Cosmos said, okay, we'll give you 500 million, but you have to play the U.S. Open in one week with two set matches and a tie break, and we'll use the other week for another event. What do you think the U.S. Open would say? They'd say no, because there's a history of the event, there's a promotion of the sport, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of other things. But what the ITF did was, for a relatively small amount of money, they, they, they went from five sets to three sets, five matches to three matches, and 18 teams over seven days, two wild cards. And, and in my opinion, you know, you forgot about all the countries seeing Davis Cup live. To give you another example... In 2018, over 600,000 people saw Davis Cup live, more than a Grand Slam. There were actually spectators live at Davis Cup. In 2019, that's going to be 300,000. So less people are seeing Davis Cup live. So you might have got more money, but in terms of the promotion of the sport, what have you lost? The economic impact of all the hotels around the world, etc., when the matches are taking place. Right now, Argentina don't get to see Del Patro. Great Britain don't set to see, get to see Murray in, in, the, in the UK because they have, they're in France the same. So these are things that I think are, are part of the equation. And I'm, I'm not going to change unless we find a format that's better. But I think that, again, I come back to what I said, too far, too fast. I think the ITF moved in six months to make a very extreme change. And I think they should have taken a bit more time. You mentioned Olympic tennis uh, just a couple of minutes ago. Yep. What, what is the value of Olympic tennis? It's, it's huge. I mean, it's huge from the point of view of, of every four years we have tennis in one of the, the biggest <laughs> event in the world. But also, because tennis is part of it, all of the nations get a lot of help from Olympic solidarity. Players get training grants, etc. Huge amounts of money come to the sport because of tennis being part of the Olympics. And of course, for tennis to keep its place at the highest levels of the Olympics, we need good player participation. And that's why it's very upsetting when uh, the tourists don't want to give points to the Olympics, and and yet they're going to give points to other events. So this is something, again, I don't want a, a fight. I just want to work with respect with the different organizations. And everybody knows the Olympics is a very important part of any international sport for the promotion of it. Look at all the sports trying to get into it. And we should all be trying to make sure it's the best uh, um, exhibition of our sport in front of the world. So, yes, very important and so many implications of it. And, and I think more and more the Olympics is being, you know, when it first started back in 88, well, actually 84 is a demonstration sport. The players didn't regard it in the same level as a slam. But now it's getting, you know, it's, it, you know a player wins a gold medal. It, it's, it's there in the history books for life. The same way as a slam. Are, are you uh, following, satisfied with what you hear from Tokyo about their preparations for the tennis tournament next year? Yeah, I was in Tokyo in um, I was in Japan in in April, and I know very well that the person in charge of the event now Kawate from from that side from the Japanese Tennis Association side. So look, you know, I think they're they're doing pretty well. I think they're going to be ready. And look, Japan's a very efficient uh, country when it comes to something like this. And I think it'll be a gr- great event, great event, and the tennis event again will be will be first class. And then the 2022 Youth Olympic Games are going to Dakar in Senegal. Is this an opportunity for the ITF? Um, you know, well, I, yeah, I think, look, 
Senegal, Africa having an event like this is very, very important. I know the president of the Olympic Committee in Senegal, Diane Njai, he's a great guy. He used to be African tennis president. I've known him for many years. I know they'll do a great job. So, yeah, those sort of things when they, you know, I was in charge of the tennis event at the Youth Olympic Games uh, in 2010 and 14 because it was part of my department. So I know the impact it had. And it, it's very motivating for the young players to, to play in something like that. And also, at an early age, it gets the players to have this sense of, representing their countries in a, in a, in a multi-sport games like that. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing it's moved to another another region. I think it'll be great. Does it help you grow the sport? Does it help find new talent? Look, th- this is one of my, my big things is that tennis, we need more fairness, meaning we need a, a fairer system. Um, it's not on the, a level playing field. In, in Europe, for example, junior ITF, there's 280 tournaments. People can travel very easily from city to city. Uh, and get in their 80 to 100 matches a year. It's much more difficult for, for uh, tennis players in Africa because there's lack of competition, travel's very expensive, et cetera, et cetera. And the same in other parts of the world, even in the Caribbean, very expensive to get around and to get your 80 to 100 matches. So we need to find a way to make tennis a little fairer. There aren't many tournaments in the professional in the continent of Africa or in South America or other parts of the world. These are the sort of things that we need to be talking with with, the, with this World Summit of Tennis how can we make tennis a little fairer? How can we make it easier for talents to come through? The problem with tennis is that unlike other sports, you take uh, 100 meters. If you're living in, in Jamaica or you're living in Ireland or you're living anywhere, if you run the 100 meters in, in a certain time, you know you're good. You know you're one of the best, wherever you are in the world. The problem with tennis is in order to know how good you are, you have to travel and play against the best. And that means 80 to 100 matches a year. And at the moment for the junior set tennis, it probably means you need Sixty to $70,000 a year to play your 20 or 25 weeks of tournaments. And so this is something we, we need to make a little more user-friendly. And what the ITF did, they started a couple of years ago to try to put together a new world tennis tour to make it fairer. They spent $1.5 million on a new tour, and now they're back where they started, and nobody's accountable. The world tennis tour was an absolute disaster for the players, for the customers. The 15,000 players out there playing all are furious at what the ITF did. And the ITF spent all this money, and now they're back to the old system that they were telling everybody was not fit for purpose. But nobody's accountable. Nobody's saying they're sorry or that they were wrong. They're just getting on with it. So my plan is I'm going to make sure we get the right people in to restructure the World Tennis Tour to make it user-friendly, to make it so that a talented player from wherever you are in the world has a chance to make a breakthrough into the top levels of the game. And that's good for the sport. Dave Miley, thanks very much for talking with us today. No, no, it's a pleasure. It's very, very nice. Dave Miley is one of the four candidates seeking the presidency of the International Tennis Federation. The vote is set for September 27th in Lisbon, Portugal. Thanks very much for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Ed Hula, your best source of news about the Olympics for more than 25 years, aroundtherings.com.